There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode two of season four of Channel Zero. This season is entitled The Dream Door. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So this was weird. Now, if you're watching Channel Zero, you know that the first episode dropped on October 26th. Yes. And then they dropped the rest of the season online at 12.01. So on the 27th, or we're watching it nightly on the actual sci-fi. So I don't know how you're watching it, but it's crazy. Yes, it is. So we're not going to have any ratings because of the way this is happening. Right. But holy crap. (laughs) So just go ahead and take us in because this was all over the place. And I have so many questions. Yes. All right, episode two, where did you sleep last night? After witnessing a murder, Jillian digs into secrets from her past, and Tom realizes he's in danger. You think? Oh, he he realized that, did he? Yeah. Good for you, Tom. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So we open with the police questioning what the hell is going on. I would want to ask that, too. Right, because they're at Jason's and... It's a bloody mess, and they just don't understand how somebody could do that to Jason and just leave Jillian alone. That's what I thought was weird, too. I mean, obviously, you would think that, because they did say that a neighbor seen the person. Right. Just walking off. It's like, you'd think they would have maybe called the cop sooner. I don't know. Right. To catch the thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever it I, is. I, I have no words for this. Yes, it's, it's so weird. And of course, so oh, they go back to... These uh, cops, though, worked my nerves, by the oh, way. Yeah, yeah. The, the, once they get back to their place, two detectives question Jillian at their home. And of course, one detective thinks that the killer must have known Jillian, and that's why she wasn't hurt. Of course. Okay, I mean... That's not too far off, I would say. Right. Yeah. I mean, as gory as Jason was, you'd have to think that. Is that whoever showed up in the middle of an argument and took out Jason had to be somebody who knew Jill. So Right. But she was Because why else would she be the way she said it though? Oh yeah. Like And then just Jillian being so standoffish with the whole thing it's like okay maybe just talk to them right because you had some weird weird crap just happen yeah yeah she needed a slap i'm sorry yeah 
Now, of course, Tom stands up for her and tells them that the questioning is over. And so, where does Jillian go? Outside to talk to Ian. Ian gives... Yeah, he's just always right there. Right. His condolences for what happened and asks if she's all right. Hmm. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. And... Tom interrupts their little conversation by opening the curtains and looking out the window at them, and Jillian goes back inside. And you really get the feeling that there's just something not right with Ian. Right. Something's going on there. Like, just the way he acts. hes I can't say he's, like, twitchy, but it's just something off. Right. Absolutely. So we cut to Jason's funeral. And of course, Jillian senses something behind her and turns to look, but doesn't see anything. So now she's starting to get a little antsy about all this. Yeah, a little twitchy. Yeah. So later on, Tom is in the tub and Jillian asks if he believes in the unknown. Yeah. Okay. First of all, that's the weirdest looking tub I've seen. It like seems so small, but whatever. Right. But I love it because he's like, what do you mean? Like heaven, hell, an afterlife? She's like, no, just like here. And he's looking at her like, no. It's like when you die, that's it. You're done. It's over. Like, okay. Well, you're you're real supportive and helpful right now, Tom. Right. But at the same time, his best friend just got murdered. So he is definitely having some issues there yeah i get that i yeah it's how do you process having your best friend murdered and yet still trying to deal with a brand new marriage at the same time so he he's on overload right now yeah and probably just as much as she is maybe maybe not so with a uh, sheriff's vehicle parked outside their house jillian leaves the house yeah, I'm kind of surprised really, they weren't following her. That's exactly what I was going to say, is I was surprised they didn't pull out. But they didn't. And she ends up at her old house. Goes up and knocks on the door. Okay, and this, I, I'm sorry, is when things start getting really strange for me, which is saying a lot. Right. Considering what happened already. So the lady who bought the house from her parents remembers Jillian. Oh, yeah, I remember you when you were just a little thing and invites her in. Now, of course, Jillian manages to ask in a very roundabout way if there have been anything strange going on in the house. Yeah, and wants to go see her old room just for old time's sake. Right. What? Yeah. The lady kind of looks a little cross-eyed at her about that, but her phone rings. She actually has a home phone. (laughs) Yes, kids, that's something we all used to have. Yeah, and she gets up to answer it. So, of course, Jillian takes advantage and heads upstairs to her old room, which is funny because the stairs just were creaking like crazy, and how could that lady not have heard that? That was just like, I seen her doing it, and it's like, okay, so kind of like you're used to where the creaks are. Right. Okay, so she's trying to avoid it. But I'm like, how big is this damn house? Yeah. Like, seriously. She's the only child in the family. It looked like it was. They look huge. Yeah, it was. It wasn't just a 
two-bedroom house. That's for darn sure. No, thing is just yeah. a giant house. Yes. Now, of course, the door in her closet isn't there, or is it? Because you can yeah. see a couple of lines running down the wall. The wallpaper. Yeah, the wallpaper. Parallel, so you kind of go, hmm, looks like somebody tried to cover that up. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you going to do, rip down the wallpaper? Right. Because that'll be great. Yeah. Nobody will know it's you. Exactly. Now, of course, the lady calls out for Jillian at this time, and she heads back downstairs saying she was using the bathroom. Oh, she does know where it is. True. And then we cut to this park, where we see a toddler in a stroller sitting in front of a playground. Okay? Yeah. And suddenly, there's Tom's face. It's like, what the hell, Tom? Right. And he hands the boy a Gumby figure. If you're, Which, how many people are like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Gumby was a figure from the <laughs> early 70s a claymation. Yes. And later for, on, SNL. Yes, for children. <laughs> So when he did that, it's like, oh, is this supposed to be his baby? What's going on? Right, exactly. Or, or is he just stalking drop? somebody? Yeah. Right. And of course, a split second later, the mother of the child shows up. Tom's nowhere in sight, but the lady notices the boy has the Gumby figure. And oh, who might that lady be? Apparently that, that is Sarah. one Sarah Winters. Who I... Did not even recognize first episode. That is the woman who plays Edie Peach in Butcher's Block as well. Right. So both characters have come back. The actors have come back. As yes, the, the actors, sorry. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even recognize her at first. No, <laughs> not at all. So we see the lady leaving the house to take her cat for a walk. <laughs> Just, what? Yeah. <laughs> who takes their cat for a walk? I mean... I did try. I remember talking about this at work. I was also eight years old. Right. Which I tried to walk my aunt's cat, who really wanted nothing to do with the outside, by no. the way. <laughs> and as soon as the lady gets down the street, Jillian runs back up to the house and finds the hidden key in the cat statue and enters the house. Oh, yeah. She goes to the closet and basically demolishes the wall. Ripping out drywall and the wallpaper. Yeah, like I said, because nobody will know right. that it, it was you doing that. <laughs> and she opens the door, and it looks like Pretzel Jack. I thought it was a dead body. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was definitely a decomposed version of what apparently is the original Pretzel Jack. And yeah, I thought there might have been a skull in there on top of him i was like who just like boards up something that had a dead body in it right yeah did the lady's daughter see the door and open it and see that and that's why the old lady did what she did to the closet but you would think she would have at least got the body out of there right apparently it doesn't exist so it doesn't have a smell as it rots yeah, that was just weird. It's like, does nobody else see these doors? Right. Of course, we have some Tom and Jillian adult time, and you can tell that Jillian is just not into it. 
like she was previously. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would have noticed this. You would think so. But afterwards. There's like a total disconnect. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tom tries to get her to talk. And of course, Jillian is hesitant to discuss what she's going through with him. So he gets out of bed and leaves the room. Jillian gets up and starts to get dressed. And we see Pretzel Jack walk by an open door and go, oh my. Yeah, and then as she's getting dressed, because she's like in the closet, you have creepy Pretzel Jack staring at her from between the crack of the door. Right. I would have screamed. Yeah, I would have screamed probably a lot louder than she did. Yeah, but she does scream and yells for Tom, saying he is in the house. Tom comes upstairs with a large knife in hand, goes into the bathroom very slowly, but there's nothing there. And you go, okay, is that, was that Jillian's imagination, or does this thing have holes and can walls like, that nobody knows right. about except him? Like, you can zip it out. Right. But I mean, you left. It could have gone anywhere. Not like you were watching it. Right. So, of course, we cut to the shrink where (laughs) Jillian is trying to tell him what is going on, but he's just not listening and wants to bring everything back to her parents. Oh, and it was so weird, though, because as she was getting upset, the light started to flicker. Right. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, Doc. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're in trouble. Yes, you are, because that seems to be the trigger here. And, of course, she stomps out of the office, and once she leaves, the lights stop flickering. You would think the uh, psychiatrist would notice that. Yeah, but he's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, must be a short somewhere. So I don't know. You feel like it would have been, hmm, maybe I should pay attention to this. Right. Jillian arrives at home, and, of course, Ian's outside waiting for her. That's not creepy. Right. He's everywhere she seems to be. Yeah. And always there when she needs him to be there. And, of course, Tom's not home, so they go inside Ian's house, and they start talking. They find out that they're both only children, and they admit to having their imaginary friends, which Ian says are their protectors. Yeah. This is when things kind of got weird. Oh, absolutely. Cause he because he basically says, We're this, you're like me. <laughs> okay. Right. And I'm thinking, uh uh-uh, uh, what's this mean? But when all of a sudden he's like, Oh, you think you created him? Oh, it's a laughing shadow. He lives only in the present. I'm like, He knows something. Right. Absolutely. He knows something. And I'm thinking, What if he is like Pretzel Jack or something? Right. Yeah. There was. No doubt that look was looking like where it was heading. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ian asks if she had gotten angry with Jason. Yeah, well, that's what caused Pretzel Jack to appear. Okay, have you been angry recently? And Jillian freaks out, jumps up, and they head back to the psychiatrist's office, bust in his office, only to find him there with the patient. And quickly exit stage left. It's like, oh, sorry. She dropped some. Right. I don't think that's going to work very well. <laughs> no. 
And then we see Tom arriving back at the house we've seen him go to before. Blonde lady lets him in, and we find out that she's the mother of his baby mama. Okay, see, I wasn't sure about that. Because I actually had that written down. I'm like, is it just his therapist? Is it Sarah's mom? Is it just some new age therapist? Right. Or some just weird friend connection? But you think that it is Sarah's mom? I think so. Because he does ask her to intervene. Right. I, I could be totally wrong because we really don't know anything about this lady. Now, of course, the way she was saying that it wasn't right that Tom isn't getting to see his son made me feel like it was her mother, but who knows? I mean, yeah, she she seemed like a therapist or a holistic healer or something as she walks him down into the hall to a changing room. And she leaves him and goes into another room, the security center, I guess, or just her private viewing room because... That's what she does. She turns on the security cameras in the dressing room and watches Tom get undressed. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope because of this next moment that it really is not Sarah's mom. Right. Because that makes things even more awkward. Yes. As she decides to pleasure herself. Okay. So this lady's not all there. Yes, please don't be Sarah's mom. Right. Voyeuristic, creepy old lady. Right. And once she's done, she lights up a joint. All right. She's a hippie from the 60s. (laughs) Okay. And I'd like to ask, how big is this damn house? Huge. Because there's like hallways and stairs and doors. And yeah, there's this changing room. And then there's this other room. Like, what? In the hell? This looks like a little, like, maybe two-story. Right. Like, in a hill, kind of. But I'm like, I swear to God, that house went on forever. Yes. The halls (laughs) to get there were long. It wasn't like, oh, first door on your left. No. Right. You're down the hallway. Five doors down. Right. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, like this whole house has been turned into... Who knows why? Of course, after their completion of their little jaunt, Jillian and Ian arrive back at their homes and they agree to talk again. Now, of course, Tom has put on some trunks and we see him walk, enter into the meditation pool. He puts in some earplugs and lays back and closes his eyes. Yeah, I'm like, is this supposed to be like a sensory deprivation thing? Because... Shouldn't it be like a tank? Yeah, it's usually a tank, not open like that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. So we cut back to Jillian, grabs a bottle and a couple of glasses, and sits down at the dining room table. Grab two glasses, so I guess she was expecting Tom to be home soon. His laptop rings. She opens it, enters his password, and sees that the call is from a woman. Yeah, and... Of course she's going to answer it. Is this supposed to be like his phone somehow on his laptop? This was weird. Right. Yeah, you didn't hear the normal Skype. She was Skyping him or or what? Maybe he's got his cell phone 
tied to his laptop. I Yeah, it, it's confused me as well. Yeah, and then she's like, I hear you. I can hear you breathing. You need to answer me. And don't ever come by me and my kid again. It's like, uh-oh. Right. I'll throw have you thrown in jail if you ever see our son again. Well, she does say my son. Right. Yeah, so, she doesn't say their son. Right. And, uh, I mean, we had just gotten to the point where I think Jillian was talking to Ian, like, before this, talking about how her her father hid another family for 10 years. Right. I'm like, uh, yeah, that was... And then this happens, and I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. And you see the anger building in Jillian's face, and the lights flicker again, and you go... Uh-oh. This, this is, is not, not good. good. <laughs> this is not good at all. And next thing we know, the lights are flickering at the house where Tom is. You're in trouble, and son. And the hand. Yes. And the hand. It's like, oh, God. And, of course, the lady hears the noise. She opens the door with her joint in hand and looks around. Yeah, I do believe at this point I'd be like, you have cameras everywhere. Yeah. Why aren't you looking? Yeah. You were looking at Tom, but not going back in to look. We see Pretzel Jack grab a large knife from the kitchen and is in one of the hallways. He peeks around and gets seen by the lady. Yeah. And what does she do? Goes back in the office. Doesn't call the cops. No. But grabs a gun. You see some creepy thing. Maybe call the cops. Call the cops. Yeah. 911. That's what it's there for. Exactly. You have an emergency. You have a intruder in your house. Thank you. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. She goes back out into the hallway, and Pretzel Jack comes at her, and he shoots her twice. Oh, yeah. And, like, weird goop is falling out of Pretzel Jack. Yeah. But he isn't stopping. No. And we don't see what happens to her. We just see him appearing in the pool room with his knife in hand. Yeah, just kind of... Above Tom. It's like, what is happening? This is is not good. No, very, very not good. (laughs) Because Tom doesn't hear him. He's got his eyes closed. But fortunately, some white goo drops from Jack's face onto Tom's head, which allows him to get out of the way before getting stabbed. Yeah, but then the basic... Struggle ensues and end scene. Oh my God, Tom is just underwater. What is happening? Right. You go, yeah. What the hell is going on? Because Tom actually gets the knife away from him. But then Pretzel Jack just goes, Oh, I don't need a knife. I'll just hold you under the water. That was just the creepiest look, too, when they showed him like close and he kind of smiles more. It's like, Oh my God. Right. This is, no, no, don't do that ever again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it's, oh God, I, I have no words because this one freaked me out. And I believe I had, I had seen it before Steve, so I, I messaged him like, oh my God. Right. This is so weird and it's creepy and uh, I don't even know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> we know the man playing Pretzel Jack is an actual contortionist, so he does do a lot of this. It was so strange. I did have a chance to actually interview Brandon Scott, which we will get that interview up soon. And he was talking about how you didn't really have to act when you've seen him do some of the moves. And just seeing the way he moved in this, in just 
oh my God, this guy was so creepy. And it's way, way worse when you do something stupid, like watch it on your desktop or laptop with headphones on. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> so if you want to really get that like notched up of holy crap, what what is wrong with me? Because you're listening to him move and the weird crunching that they make oh, him do. Yeah, that's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, in your headphones. So yeah, yeah, you should try it. I wouldn't recommend trying this when you're home alone. <laughs> because then, for instance, this time of year, my heat kicks on. So the vents make noises, which sound a lot like Pretzel Jack. Yep. Yeah. Boy, that was a mistake. So <laughs> let us know how you feel about the show and the weird sound effects and everything else. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Check out the website, fangirlzone.com. You can go to our contacts page and shoot us a message on any of the platforms there so you can let us know how you feel about this. Oh, my gosh. I I am, like, so creeped out with this because I don't know what's happening. Right. And where this is heading. Yes. Right. She shot him twice. And he just kept going. Yeah. How are you going to kill it? Yeah. So, don't forget to rate and review us while you're at it. Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this season. I am telling everybody, because it's right around Halloween, I'm like, you have to watch this one. You have to watch No End House. I loved all of them. They were all weird. But those are the two that I feel like this time of year, you definitely need to watch these. Right. And you can watch them on sci-fi.com instead of having to stay up till 11 o'clock on the East Coast, 10 o'clock and the central time zone to watch these episodes. So you know sci-fi will be at least counting (laughs) their own downloads off their site. So make sure you watch it. Yes. Wow. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. And for once, I don't have a line. I'm at a loss for words. And until next time.